0: Triple confirmed podcast where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, six year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is September 4th, and this is episode 239. Hopefully, you guys are having a great day today. Happy Monday. Happy Labor Day. If you're down in the States, we've got some exciting things to go over. Uh, uh, Yes. So, What did we see over the weekend? A whole heck of a lot of nothing. Consolidation throughout the whole period. Um, Bitcoin obviously not doing a whole lot as of today either. We've got some important things that we need to cover today because right now uh, everything's kind of on that make or break type of moment. As it would seem that we come to (laughs) these crossroads quite often. Um, You guys haven't been paying attention. The whole market right now, essentially everything from the NASDAQ to the S&P to the U.S. 10-year. The Dixie, the Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are either on critical support or critical resistance, depending on what you're looking. The DXY and the U.S. tenure continually sitting at their key levels of resistance, 4.2%, uh, 4.2%, 104.2. Basically, U.S. tenure and Dixie right on the cusp of potentially rejecting here or breaking up. And if they start breaking up, we start breaking resistance lines, all that jazz. We've got market structure and moving averages right above us. Not good stuff. Not good stuff. But the S&P Bitcoin on the macro is still looking quite juicy. If I'm being perfectly honest, the S&P as for the weekly has reverted itself back into an upside postured style type of thing. We can see money flow and see Wolfpack bouncing off the zero line. Potential green dot on the next weekly close. I think the biggest thing for the S&P going forward is closing above forty-five, ish Anything above this previous local high would give us reason to go and test into the previous all-time high area. If momentum is going to continue to build in the upside direction, as we are seeing as of right now, the money flow is still stair-stamping its way up. Comparatively, to Bitcoin right now. On the same time frame, Bitcoin is doing obviously the opposite. We've got some bearish divergence on the previous last two highs. We don't have money flow into the green. We don't have Wolfpack bouncing off the zero line. So it's it's going to be a very interesting thing to see what happens here if Bitcoin and the S&P end up doing the complete opposite. Where the stock market continues running for the rest of the year and Bitcoin continues falling, I would think obvious manipulation coming in from the financials that are trying to get in. BlackRock, Fidelity, yada, yada, yada. It's the only case that I could see for if they were to do the opposite. Otherwise, Bitcoin should, if the stock market continues rallying from here, uh, it should be able to pull itself out of the dirt, pick itself up, and try and actually turn this into a bit of a bullish move. Now I have a little bit of potential, uh, possibility here going on with a fractal that I found. Um, going back into basically 2022 November, here we see that we had bottomed out, flatlined, and then we decided to do this three-step type of deal. And this bottom, as it as it would be, very very similar in nature to what we were seeing back then in almost every single way. The dips in there, in where they are size-wise, all that good stuff. So potentially, um, and I've been saying this for quite a bit now, is if 25k holds, we hold the key level of support. We don't end up pushing down into our major levels, which are closer to 20 and 22. Um, We have a very good chance of still bouncing from this region, at least to test into the range highs or even potentially into the local highs, be much closer to 30, 31, even potentially all the way up into 32. Um, but that is again if we see 25K hold. As of right now, 25,800 is the shorter term key level support. And we've since held every daily close above that level since Friday. If we had closed below it on Friday, I was quite sure that we were going to see massive continuation to the downside over the weekend. And we didn't do that. Obviously, the weekend didn't do almost anything, it just consolidated throughout this whole period in like a $200, $300 range. So we're quite tight. We're still. Technically very much um, uh, sprung loaded at this current moment. You can see we had an early fake out, an early fake out, right? This does not tell us anything. If anything, this is actually more bullish than it is bearish because of the fact that we pushed up so high. Yes, we fell below that key level it at 25,800 briefly. um, But since then, we've been picking up and I mean... The overall of the uh, of the momentum shift was to the upside here. As far as if we're looking at 26 is the average uh, for the range here, right? Yes, we came all the way back, but did we push all the way down to 24? No, which we could have if we had had a full swing going up. Usually what it'll do is it'll swing down the same percentage and it swung up from that level of support. And we did not see that. We did not see that. So for the current time being, again, with the S&P macro looking the way it is with this potential uh fractal still being in play basically what i'm looking for here is a little bit more chop a little bit more downside potentially retest into like 25.6 just for these wick lows Yada, yada, yada. maybe 25.5. Um, but overall, I do think that this is going to continue to be support, at least for some sort of retest back into 27, 27 and a half. If we were to see rejection off of anything in between this level here, 27, 27, and seven five hundred, I would be, it, it wouldn't be a great thing. Obviously, another lower high, basically holding us in some sort of uh, symmetrical triangle still, much higher Possibility of rejection and then breaking, obviously, our fractal breaking through court at that point. Not great stuff. The biggest hurdle that the bulls need to get above right now is going to be 28,500. If we can move back above 28,500 within the next week or two, a lot of this bearishness uh, would have been engulfed. The weekly engulf, you know, all this stuff that potentially has terrible (laughs) uh, outcome to it potentially could be uh, thrown out the window. And we have to really relook at, at what what uh, we think is going to happen here. I mean, originally, our projection was to hold support at 27, maybe wick down into 25. And instead, you know, we fell through 27, pushed down into this high 25K region. I mean, overall, we're still along key level support. Everything's still not broken. We're not you know, completely falling off a cliff. Yeah, we've got some important news coming out tomorrow. I believe we got some uh, FOMC shenanigans. Maybe it's not FOMC this week, but something along the lines with the Fed and the Treasury are coming out with more. You know, they do it every month. Blah, blah, blah. More numbers. Um, I don't think that it's gonna be a bad thing. Honestly, I don't think that the indices are gonna to take too bad of a hit. My biggest concern right now, in all in all, is basically US dollar value dropping comparison uh to the rest of the currency. This whole BRICS thing, you know, I've really got my uh my head on a swivel trying to pay attention to what's going on with BRICS, how many countries you know who's going in whatever also as well china did dump like 116 billion dollars worth of u.s debt uh last week you know that could have been a huge part of why everything did what it did right we were kind of falling on the u.s tenure in the dixie until that event uh the event occurred and we pushed ourselves all the way back up into the key level resistance so Interesting stuff there. It could have been an event-style thing, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. We can see that they're, they're definitely trying to swing these things back up. Is it going to have any actual weight to it? I don't know. As far as the macro is concerned, the weekly Dixie still looks bad. You've still got bearish divergence. You've still got a l- yeah, yeah bearish divergence. Clear as day. Um, all three indicators, essentially. Pretty much everything since uh, 3% has been bearishly diverging we'll have to see how we go i am expecting this thing to reject over the next couple weeks if not sooner yes let's take another quick look at total we still haven't fallen below the one trillion dollar level which is almost pretty much everything that this poor chart has um falling below a trillion would be very very bad for cryptos bitcoin everything in general every time we've seen it fall below it usually retests quite a bit lower We'll have to see. We'll have to be cautious of this, right? I would expect if we were going to get below it, it's not just going to fall off a cliff. It's probably going to have an initial fall, uh, maybe towards 970, 980 billion before coming back up, retesting. And if it rejects, then we're looking for that stair step continuation uh, that no one wants to see right now. (laughs) But again, you know, momentum right now is still building to the upside here. We're still holding. This macro major, I guess this would be a major support rather than a key level support like Bitcoin at 25. So everything's still for now holding up. Not too bad. There's still this very high possibility of a head and shoulders, you know, hidden bearish divergence on the last converging wave, lower high, bad stuff, right? This rejection was not great. We were expecting it to come into 28K, which Bitcoin did and rejected very hard, very quickly. Right, the, the bears know that getting back above 28, 28,500 500 uh, would basically push the control zone back into the bull's hands. So that is their biggest thing over the next two weeks. If we can get back above 28, 500, I would be expecting a retest back into the local highs, 30 to 31. Very probabilistic. I would look at 28K or 28.5 as essentially like the middle of the current price action right now, the teeter totter point we can get it past, right? Momentum starts to come in and you wish. Let's take a quick look into our short terms of, of what's going on again, you know, today being so slow, low volume, it's it's pretty hard to get a grab of like what's going to happen in a day or two, right? But I think over the next couple of weeks, weeks um, with the midterm macro and the macro and I starting to find their posturing, uh, we should be looking at the overall. Uh, of this thing right now rather than the short terms tomorrow's volume may jump in we may swing both ways again maybe some sort of liquidation event like we saw here with this pump to 28k and back down we can see that our moving average is getting closer and closer to price action as we consolidate here so right like the the longer we can sit here without rejecting the better the better but if again we do reject anything around 27 it's bad news bears it would not be good we do not want to see all this momentum shift Back to the downside after a heavy and long consolidation. Right, that's not good stuff. If we swing down quickly, we do test into these uh, wick lows, twenty five k, twenty five three hundred. Um, that may give us the momentum we need to actually push through the moving average retest. It holds twenty seven ish as support and look for that retest into twenty eight. So yes, really, again, the thing that's giving me hopium here is the fractal, uh, the S and P and the Nasdaq, the way they're looking, because I honestly. They just don't look bad. No, they don't. They look like continuation to the upside is null. Let's pull up NASDAQ here quick. Yeah, I would think that like if we are going to see some sort of midterm macro retest back down, it's still going to come up quite a bit more. Uh, We do have potentially some sort of falling wedge here, usually bullish as far as NASDAQ goes, but there is bearish divergences in the medium short term. So if we do swing back down, we hold the market structure or the moving average rather, sorry, at 15,350 or 15,400, I would think bounce continuation very likely. Once we get above it, we usually almost always retest it. May get a little bit lower, but overall the NASDAQ's not too bad. I know I've got this downwards facing potential here, but again, it's not. I don't think this is going to come for a while. I think that right now, potentially just a short-term swing down, a couple hundred points, and then uh, more than likely come in to retest. Like we're too close to the previous all-time high not to test into it. You know what I mean? Like, we're so close. It's it's 1,600 or 16,000 points, rather. And we're at fifteen five hundred. Like, you know, does it make sense to reject early or to retest it first? Which I think everyone in their mom is like, "Mm, the markets look so bad, everything. How could it keep going, right? Just like 2021 all over again. How can it keep going? And all it does all year is keep going. I think with that being said, my friends, um, I'm going to end off the podcast portion of this episode. We are going to keep going here on YouTube uh, for a little bit longer. And if you guys have any questions, any charts that you want me to look at, I'll be happy to do so. As always, these episodes are brought to you in part by TripleConfirmation.com, your number one source for decentralized automated. Check it out if you don't know what I'm talking about. We basically built an automated trading bot. Uh, It's freaking awesome. Check it out, tripleconfirmation.com. All the information you need can be found over there. And with that being said, I hope that you guys have a great rest of your Monday. We'll catch you back here on Wednesday. Take care. Bye-bye.